0: Are you ready? It's the
1: time! Welcome back, ladies, gentlemen, and whoever else is listening. Uh, to our this next episode, I'm gonna say this next episode because I don't know what order we're gonna release these in. Um, but our next episode of Man Buns and Jesus, I am one of your hosts, uh, Pastor Josh Laborious. I am a, a pastor, obviously, out in Southern California, Eastvale specifically is where the church is, and then over there on the other end of this podcast—that um, was a weird way to phrase that—is my co-host. My wise, wise compatriot or something like that, Ben Olschlager. How you doing, Ben? What are we talking about today? I'm doing pretty good, Josh.
0: Uh, it's been a relatively quiet week here in Michigan, and I've enjoyed that. Beautiful, beautiful weather. Uh, it's been like God air conditioned to the outside for five days, so loving that. Um we're going to be talking about something that was uh, submitted to us by a listener uh, as, a, as a request to be uh, conversed about. And that is, what do we do with all of these, like, things that we put in our body that impact the way that our body functions? And, like, where do we draw lines? Specifically, I live in the state of Michigan. This listener lives in the state of Michigan. Uh, you know who you are. Um, and here in the state of Michigan, weed is legal. So as Christians, what is our limit around weed or what is our policy around weed? Um, because weed impacts the way that our body functions, but then again, so does alcohol. So does (laughs) pre-workout. (laughs) <laughs> i say I'm as a direct
1: that, i'm not telling that story on this podcast <laughs> ladies and gentlemen before we before we started recording i shared a story that involved pre-workout and the restroom this morning and uh i'm gonna spare that's... all you guys the details that's all you're gonna get on that story I think continue can... benjamin i think
0: we can summarize by saying it took you too long to start working out and you got all tingly um
1: <laughs> That's gonna okay. lead people the wrong way, but we're gonna leave it. <laughs>
0: um yeah, so uh caffeine, alcohol, um, marijuana, um, aspirin. Like aspirin's a drug that does things to your body. What's what does that have to do with the way that we treat our bodies and the things that we put in it? Um heck. Sugar. Sugar is more addictive than a lot of uh, like low end recreational drugs. Um, So what do we do with that? Um, All of these things are in many ways related, and I think we can kind of throw them under an umbrella. And then we can kind of caveat from there, because in a lot of ways, each of them has a different set of side effects that also needs to be kind of considered. Um, so Josh, Ben, what is what is the limit for how much of anything we can consume?
1: Well, I mean, logistically speaking, anything you're eating is probably limited by the size of your stomach, but... I suspect that's not what you were asking me about. Um, I kind of, I come at it from two, two perspectives that I think are are biblical, but in different ways. So the the first one is, we're called to be good stewards of creation and good stewards of our body. So with that in mind, I think that gives us a line of um how harmful certain substances are or not harmful right so um an example uh heroin has like no positive effects for your body it's pretty instantly really detrimental to you to your body to your life okay so i would say that if we're taking seriously the fact that we should be good stewards of our body any amount of heroin is pro is too much heroin. Okay. But I think the question is a little like that doesn't give us super clear lines with things like alcohol and marijuana. Um, because yes, alcohol is harmful to your body, right? But your body recovers fairly quickly. Like you're, you're, pr- if you're consuming moderate and low amounts of alcohol, you're probably not doing a ton of long-term damage to your body. Your your liver might not be a huge fan, but it's not not in the same category as something like heroin. So I think that's the first thing, is kind of like thinking about where, and and on the flip side, I think that's a good thing to consider when we're talking about uh, like prescription drugs or things like ibuprofen and Advil, right? If we're being good stewards of our body and say, putting moisturizer on your skin every day can help help keep you healthy, help keep your skin healthy, right, we would say, you know, that's probably a good thing for us to do, right? To be taking care of our skin, to be taking care of uh, whatever. And, and I think a lot of kind of pharmaceutical drugs would fall into that category of this, This is us being good stewards of our body, taking things that are going to support our health. But then the other question is, and this more directly relates to recreational drugs is, when does it become debauchery? And for anyone who's unfamiliar, there a lot of times when there are lists of like, here are things you shouldn't do as a Christian. In most of those lists, you always hit on a couple things. You hit sexual immorality, and sometimes they're more specific, but that's that seems to always be a theme, but in a lot of the, the and then loving your neighbor is, is a theme in a lot of these lists, or the contrary, not treating your neighbor with love is something to be avoided. But then the other thing on this list is debauchery, and I think the best way I have heard, or I have, I guess, thought of to define and to understand what that is, is it Things become debauchery when you lose control like you 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 lose your control over yourself, you lose self-discipline, you lose the ability to i guess consistently treat your neighbor as you should. so I think the probably the more accessible substance for for a lot of you listening might be alcohol, right? If you're over 21, alcohol is what it is. I think having one one or two drinks every once in a while not a bad thing at all, right? I I had a meeting a couple couple nights ago at a restaurant and I had a maple bacon old fashioned and it was delightful. It was great and there's alcohol in that. Um one drink, for anyone who doesn't know how alcohol works, one drink is not even close to what it would take to get me drunk. I weighed in this morning at 262 pounds. I drink a ton of water, and I burn close to 3,000 or 3,500 calories a day. Right, My metabolism burns through stuff. One drink is not going to even give me a buzz, which is good. It's I'm keeping away from that line. Um, but once you have enough drinks that you are tipsy, that you are, I mean, more specifically drunk, you've lost kind of that inhibition, that that control, and that's, to me, that's when you've crossed that line. So I'm not, I, I have to admit, I'm not super familiar with weed. I don't know where the line, it, like, um, from what I've gathered, because I do know a lot of people who partake. In, in one way or another. On the moderate end, you know, so we'd say one drink of alcohol is probably fine. Um, on the lower dosage end of, of marijuana, what I've gathered is it's just kind of relaxing for most people. It doesn't really change how you're thinking, it, it's not shifting your consciousness, it's relaxing. I imagine as you get higher on the dosage, though, it it changes something I don't I'm not like I said, I'm not super familiar with the effects of marijuana. Um, But that's kind of when when I'm when I'm asking or when I'm being asked where's our line with this stuff, those are the two things that come to mind first for me, are you being a good steward of your body with what you're with what you're doing. And then. Are you still in control of your actions? What do you think, Ben?
0: I think those are both uh, very fair distinctions to draw, Um, especially with like, I don't know. So like my my head went to coffee, right? Um, We have a certain unnamed classmate of ours that admitted to me once during seminary that he was drinking 10 to 12 cups of coffee a day at one point in his life um and well now all he, of
1: our classmates know exactly who you're talking about so <laughs>
0: um and admitted that that was unhealthy uh and i think like i'm i'm proud of the guy for doing that um and i think like he understood that there were negative impacts on his body because of the amount of coffee that he was drinking and the amount of caffeine that his body was having to process on a daily basis. Um, And like, he's down to like six, I think last I heard. Um, Granted that was over a year ago now, but, um, and it seems like his body is handling that fine. I'm not that case. I can only handle like a cup, cup and a half, two cups of coffee on a day uh, before I start shaking uncontrollably, um, like, and sometimes get migraines. It's not pretty. Um, so understanding the way that your body functions is also a huge part of this, um, because you're. You also mentioned like. You specifically have a high rate of metabolism. You have um, a high water intake on a daily basis. So, for you, a single drink won't hit someone as hard as uh, I'm going to use the example of uh, one of my younger brothers is six foot. Well, actually, no, he's got a high metabolism. So, that wouldn't be a great example either. Well,
1: I mean, just a yeah, fundamental just... reality is the more body you have, and the more yeah. water in your body, especially the more, the more muscle mass, anything is. Yeah. So Between I am going to be able mass. to take in anything. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say anything. There are a lot of substances I'm going to be able to take in more before it starts to affect me than mm-hmm. my wife who is over a hundred pounds lighter than I am. Mm-hmm. Right there. I mean, that's just a simple reality, right? Mm-hmm. It hits harder. Um, that's why that, certain that's... medications
0: have like dosage levels based on your weight and not based on, you know, I don't know what else. Um, based it's, on I mean, age based or something on your like weight. that. Right. Yeah. Like, it's not that's a why flat dose. Yeah. That's why, like, on the bottle, it never says take more than two ibuprofen at a time. But, like, for larger human beings, they oftentimes feel like they need to take three or four because it takes three or four to have the same impact as two would on a person who's 150 pounds that they're designing the bottle for. So you have to factor those things in. And so on some level, you can't like set a a numerical standard for a lot of this stuff. Um, So I think the fact that your standards were both based on (laughs) as as terrible as it is on some principle uh the fact that your standards were completely subjective is also better because no two humans are identical and no two humans are impacted by substances in the same way um right so that's my my overall like thought and especially looking at weed where my head goes um, within like behavior altering chemicals, there's two general categories, uppers and downers. Um, Uppers are things like caffeine that tend to give you more energy, uh, make you more responsive, um, make you feel more awake oftentimes. Um, Downers, things like alcohol, weed also falls into that category where um, they tend to numb senses and slow uh, neurological function in your body, um, oftentimes bringing a sensation of relaxation. Um, so they both do have a a use within proper term, like the kind of um, anesthetics that they give you if you were to undergo surgery and needed to be put under that's a downer like that's a drug it's not to say that like you should be wandering around taking that but a lot of these things have a purpose of some kind um but when you're using these things recreationally you also have to kind of keep in mind what you're actually using them for And for me, another way to kind of draw that distinction is, are you using this as a way to relax? Like having a beer with dinner, letting go of some of the stress from a day of work, all of that seems like a reasonable use of alcohol. Getting drunk so that you're numb to the world. (laughs) Uh,
1: This is bad
0: don't do that that. exactly so are you are you using alcohol to like help you process what's going on in front of you or are you using alcohol to run from what's going on in front of you are you using uh caffeine as a way to um help you wake up in the morning or are you using caffeine as a way to not sleep so that you don't have to battle your
1: nightmares or something yeah i
0: don't know something like that. Are you using weed as a way to take an edge off? Um, Or are you using weed as a way to escape the world that you don't like around you? Um, I think somewhere in there, and it's to some extent, like a lot of things in this world, it is a gray line. Um, But I think a lot of people kind of know where the distinction is.
1: It's, it's, Go ahead. And I, th- I think with a lot of the things that we would say, it's a gray line, it's really hard to define, but it's really easy to tell when something is on the right or the wrong side of the mm-hmm. line, right? I can't tell you where the line is, but with almost everything, I can tell you what side of the line it's on. Um, because a lot of times people will take the, it's a gray area and they'll take it as an excuse to, to do things they know is on the wrong side, but they'll say oh it's a gray area yeah it's a gray line but you're on the (laughs) wrong side of it yeah um so so far what I'm picking up is we have we've established kind of three things you got to think about the first is is it harmful the second is is it debaucherous and the third is kind of like what are you using it for why yeah, yeah why are you using it and I think there are two other things that are worth thinking about. Um, one is is not a gray line. One is very much a defined thing. Is it legal? Yeah, guys. And I we did a podcast on this, right? It's getting to the point where I don't remember all the topics we've covered. Uh, uh but like on probably. like the authority of the government. Yeah, I think I feel we, like that happened. Um,
0: I'll pull up the Spotify page. You're you keep going.
1: Yeah. So. If it is illegal, we are subject to that authority. So if you live in a state where, where marijuana is illegal, then it is, you should not be using marijuana, period. There's like, I I mean, I guess you could advocate to change the law that is your, you know, that's how our government is structured. But if if that law stands in your state, then as a Christian, you should adhere to that law. In the same way, if you are serious about following your faith, and we did, we did do that podcast, good, good, good on us. Um, if, there are, So the legal drinking age, as far as I'm aware, in, in all states is 21, I guess. There's
0: some exceptions for drinking at home with family or drinking with family, but generally, yeah, 21.
1: Right, so you should not be drinking until you turn 21 that includes even if you're at college and that is that is what it is um so that's that's another question i think is worth adding but a a big one that i think is maybe one of the most important ones to think about is you got to consider who's around you what influence you're having on them and what impact you're having on them um, it's kind of Paul. Paul has a, a conversation in, in Corinthians about um, even it if you know,
0: sacrifice.
1: right? If even if something you know something is harmless and not sinful, if the people around you all think it's sinful and you engage with it anyway without any explanation, well then. You're, you're telling them that sin isn't that, like you're communicating with your actions that sin's not that big of a deal and you're encouraging them to do things you, you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the easiest example for me, because on my, on my Vicarage, there's a huge recovery community down, down around that church. They support a lot of AA groups on the, that campus. Okay, if you know you're hanging out with a bunch of people who are recovering alcoholics, even if drinking is not wrong, and even if you are you are checking all of these other boxes, you shouldn't be drinking. Because you you could be leading them into temptation, you pro if if you are actually hanging out with a bunch of recovering alcoholics, you are leading them into temptation like. So you have to and and especially with with. I mean, any of these recreational substances, you know, like with weed. Who is watching you? If you're a parent and you come home every day and the first thing you do is you got to light up a joint to take the stress off. You're probably teaching not super healthy habits to your kids. Right. So you got it. When you're thinking about this, you're not the only person. You need to think about the people who are watching you. The people that are around you need to play into your consideration of, do I partake, and how much is is I guess righteous to partake. I, I guess righteous is maybe a weird uh, word to use in a conversation about marijuana. But thanks, Bill and Ted. I mean. I feel like,
0: as I'm listening to you talk about this, like, we also did an episode a while back on on how we kind of unknowingly or unwittingly catechize or disciple people in all sorts of ways. Um, And when it comes to the ways that we use substances, um, like, the world does all sorts of discipling of people in their use um i don't know how many like tv shows or movies you turn on where there isn't somebody drinking or smoking or
1: um, although i feel like smoking has become culturally more taboo like you like if you watch older movies all the all like the action starts everybody's smoking nowadays like <laughs> i don't think I've seen it in any of the more recent movies I've watched. Maybe the bad guy does like the thugs are standing outside the evil boss's lair, and they're all smoking you'll but, see a
0: hapless you see you'll see the hapless like loser stereotype guy lighting up a joint now and then right right that's what I'm saying, like but Tom
1: yeah. Cruise never smokes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> unless it's a cigar of victory um it's
1: true i love it when a plan comes together that wasn't tom Cruise. that was liam neeson who loved that guy Love that i should say i love that actor i've never met that guy he could be a, yeah. a terrible guy but anyway <laughs> you anyway. had a point ben and i totally derailed it
0: yeah i'm trying to remember what the point was now uh how
1: how you're being catechized, how you're seeing oh, yeah. the use of this yeah. stuff.
0: So, like we
1: see the use of this stuff all over the place,
0: and the the most influential thing for a lot of the people around you in terms of the way that they are discipled or catechized by uh the world is gonna be what the people of most direct influence in their life are doing. Um, so if you know, if they see some people on TV getting drunk and then getting into a fist fight, uh, but the people at home are using or drinking alcohol or, you know, any other substance in a reasonable and, and healthy way. Um, chances are they're much more likely to to take on the habits of the, the people closest to them rather than the, the drunken debauchery of the... Uh, the things that they're seeing in media. Um, But I think you're absolutely right, Josh, that like we need to be aware of the kinds of things that we're we're doing and that we're showing and that we're seeing and that, um, and even if we don't think that something is necessarily um, impacting the way that someone around us sees the world, we still probably need to be having conversations about it um for example uh we did that episode with your brother a few weeks ago where we talked about the lord of the rings what a
1: great movie series what a great man
0: it is one of my one of my uh favorite lines from the movie is it comes in pints um where the hobbits pull up to a human bar and I don't remember which of the hobbits wanders back.
1: Uh, Mary. It was one of.
0: Was it Mary? Okay.
1: Well, so Mary's Mary, the one who asked the question. It comes in pints.
0: Yeah, must have been Pippin then that got the got the the giant beer then or giant ale. Oh no, uh, uh,
1: maybe it was Pippin who said. I don't know. It was those two. Those two. Those Michael two heads. were having the conversation.
0: So one of them wanders back to the table with this massive. It's normal size for a human massive size for a hobbit glass of ale and the other one turns to him and says it comes in pints question mark like it's so much better when it's bigger that's in some way kind of doing a little bit of, of discipling or catechizing around the use of alcohol and so if you're showing the Lord of the Rings to your eight year old child for the first time, which. Um, that's not necessarily when I saw it for the first time, but like I know parents that will introduce their kids to the Lord of the Rings at the age of eight, and I think there's some reason to do it because there's some good theological. illustrations, well, in it,
1: and it but... sets your bar where it should be for cinematic masterpieces.
0: Also, yes, also, yes,
1: I was read the Lord of the Rings as an infant by my father so. I'm, I'm Doesn't that explain surprised. way too
0: much? Yeah, it does. Anyway, um, but you might want to like stop and go see now this mis- or this choice that Mary or Pippin. I I'm truly ashamed that I can't remember which I one think is, it's is doing the drinking.
1: I think it's Pippin.
0: I think you're right, but um, are you looking it up? Yeah. Okay. Um, the fact that they are, are making said decision to drink in excess, uh,
1: honestly, does say it comes in pints. I'm getting so it. It was Mary. Mary Boston. was drinking. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. This, my Glad friend we...
1: is a pint.
0: That, that, okay, cool. Glad we got that sorted out anyway. Uh, So Mary's drinking, Pippin comes up, says it it comes in pints. Uh, The two are basically celebrating alcohol, but then they also play the character uh, trope of the fool for most of the, uh, most of the trilogy. And I think that's worth us pointing out to, you know, said eight year old child that we're exposing this movie to, because, um, Yes, they kind of seem to be celebrating alcohol, but who's the one partaking in that way it's the fool
1: yeah. Well, and I for all of this, I think it's worth saying, and this is anecdotal but it's it is what it is a lot of the people I know. who drink to the point they get drunk or they smoke weed to the point where they kind of they start to lose control. If you would ask them to tell you about some of the worst mistakes, the worst decisions they've made, a lot of them, the story starts with them getting Drinking too much or smoking too much, and then they make these poor decisions. They do these things they really shouldn't do. Now I'm not saying all bad decisions come from drugs, but it seems in my experience that it really increases the likelihood you do something, say something, or or something like that. You you go down a path you shouldn't go, um, which is I guess another argument to the debauchery point.
0: I feel like we're up to like six things to keep in mind now, which might be getting a little ungainly.
1: Because uh, there well, is,
0: are you stewarding? I, yeah. Are you? Uh, is it debauchery? is it debauchery? Uh, motivation, motivation, who's around you, who's around you, is it legal,
1: and is it legal? Those are the five that I
0: because
1: I okay, think yeah, our I conversation suppose. since then filters into one or more of those five. That's
0: fair, that's fair.
1: So, but I, I mean, like getting back to the original question, mm-hmm. you know, is what do you do is, with that? yeah, if you are a Christian and and you are in a state where marijuana is legal and that's something you want to partake in. I would say there's there's probably nothing in your faith that says you shouldn't do it, but there is a lot in your faith that says you should be really careful when you do. Um, As far as how much. uh, You know. Or how much who you're doing it around stuff like that um and i i, I want to cl- i'm going to clarify something for a second in a, in a, in the interest of self-preservation okay because i know my mom listens to these podcasts sometimes uh i i do not i have never and i i don't really have any desire like i i said earlier i have no experience with weed i don't and i don't mm-hmm. really have any desire to especially and, and I know like it comes in non-smokable forms, but my wife has asthma. So anything that is smoked is, is a hard no in our household. Um, so, because it, it exacerbates the asthma. Um, so like, if you're wondering what, my, what a personal stance is, I don't, I don't engage. With that, uh, as far as with alcohol, which I think has been the other mainstay of our conversation, mm-hmm. um, maybe once a week I'll have a single drink, maybe once a week. If there's Coke in the house, like co- Coca-Cola in the household, mm-hmm. I, I don't drink um, anything. Um, and as far as prescription drugs, if a doctor tells me to take something, I'm gonna take it. I I trust I trust my doctor. And I don't take things that my doctor hasn't prescribed that should be prescription. Um, except for no allergy medicines aren't prescription, but I do take allergy medicines, even though a doctor hasn't said do that, because I have allergies. So that like that's where I personally stand. But like I said, I don't think there's anything in your faith that says you can't engage with this stuff as long as you're doing it thoughtfully and carefully.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think it's also worth. Saves me from any wrath from my mom. Mom, I don't smoke weed, I swear. I, I think it's also worth noting, like.
0: Even if you aren't married to someone with asthma. The effects of smoking anything. Generally aren't that great. Um and should probably be avoided. There, there is some cultural and societal component to like smoking a cigar or a pipe that I don't know, maybe falls into a bit of a gray zone. Well, and
1: as, leave- as I understand, I could be wrong. Because again, I've never partaken myself, but it is my understanding that there's not a whole lot of drug component with cigars, because you don't actually inhale, you're not supposed to actually inhale it. Like you, you breathe it in, but then you breathe it back out. So I'm sure you're absorbing something, but it's like- It's that, not nearly the, as
0: strong, but the- uh, the, the cigar of,
1: smoke is never supposed to make it to your lungs.
0: Yes, but you still have the risk of mouth cancer, which is-
1: Oh yeah, well, yeah, avoid that.
0: You know, weigh weigh that into your decision, too. Um, So my suggestion is generally avoid smoking. Um, But then also, it's worth keeping in mind that in most states, it's illegal to operate a vehicle or any sort of heavy machinery or, um, in some cases, to to work uh, well under the influence of marijuana. So, if you are using marijuana, make sure you definitely know your local law so that you can follow it effectively. Um, It's a new enough drug to the legal scene, at least, that there just isn't a lot of good information about where, you know, cutoff lines are, what kind of uh, impact it has on reaction times and, uh, awareness. Um, and so on that level, on the level of some prescription drugs on the level of, um, you know, things like energy drinks, um, or anything that you just aren't used to, um, if you're going to use it for its intended purpose, do so carefully and try and seek out available wisdom on how to do so before using it.
1: That was very carefully said.
0: Yeah, because there's all sorts of ways to do it wrong.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, pre-workout is the example. Don't get the big ball or body bodybuilder stuff if you've never had pre-workout. That's a very, very bad idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
0: if, if you aren't If you aren't actively into lifting four or five times a week, well, I should say working out four or five times plus per week, and like heavy into lifting, don't even bother getting pre-workout, Yeah no. Just have a cup of coffee and a good protein-heavy
1: breakfast. Yeah, yeah, it's as it's as simple as that. Um, yeah, but yeah. So, uh, r- are we ready to wrap up? Final yeah, takeaways. I think so. um, I'm going to go ahead and make my final takeaway those kind of five questions we settled on. So, mm-hmm. if if you're considering, or if someone is coming to you and they're saying, "What do you think about this?" as a Christian. When you're considering any sort of, especially recreational substances, um, but really any drug, the five things that we think you should be considering are: first, how are you stewarding your body? Is it is it harmful or helpful to your body? Second, is it is it stepping into the debauchery where you're losing control and you're doing things you shouldn't? Um, third, what's your motivation? Fourth, who's around you and who's watching you? And fifth is it legal so those are those are the five things to maybe keep in mind as you're weighing all these different substances what about you ben did i take the easy one you
0: did take the easy one but i think i I think there's a way to extrapolate off of that and so my takeaway is going to be uh do it in wisdom um whatever choice you make like if if you have a you know, say you're doing weed and you're doing it in a place where it's legal. You're not doing it around anyone. You're doing it to a safe extent. Um, You're doing it, uh, what else am I missing here? Um, Just to take an edge off and, um, I'm forgetting the last one already. Um, But you're, you're not breaking any of those five rules, but it's the first time you've ever done it and you don't know how your body's gonna respond Um, then you're kind of missing on a wisdom component, like, you know, either a do a lot of research so that you have an idea of what's going to happen or b, like, find someone who knows more about what you're doing than what, you know, if you're getting into work at working out and you want to know more about pre-workout, you can talk to Josh, um, he knows how to do it safely. <laughs> There's a lot of caffeine in pre-workout. There's a lot of other things in pre-workout. Um, oh, it, can, it can give you a bad morning if you don't do it right. Um, if you've never had a drink before in your life and you're it's your 21st birthday in a week and you're going out for drinks with friends, um, take somebody with you who knows what to look for when you've had too much and And it will stop you yes that you respect enough to stop you when you need to be cut off and that will stop you when you need to be cut off
1: if you're going out especially for like your 21st and you're celebrating with your first drink don't go out with a bunch of friends who just want to see you get absolutely blitzed because They're going to help you. They're going to do things to make sure you get absolutely blitzed. And that is crossing at least a couple of these lines. So
0: yeah, hot take. Take your parents.
1: (laughs) I. I I did, but that's because I was uh, I turned 21 over the summer and I was home for the summer and. I uh, yeah, I didn't have any of my college friends around anyway, so. Or or what
0: I did take your broke college friends uh who won't ply you with alcohol all evening because alcohol is expensive exactly (laughs) um because i think that's what i did on my 21st birthday so um yeah all of that is to say like there's lots of ways to be wise about it um regardless of what the substance is um and that helps fill in the gaps where like these kind of slightly more black and white distinctions uh don't quite have answers for you um yeah yeah so seek out wisdom
1: so for whoever uh whoever submitted this topic um we hope this was helpful we hope this gives you some some things to think about that are helpful to you and anyone else uh who is either just curious or listening in um some prayer some prayer suggestions for this episode would be pray for wisdom, pray for uh, kind of responsibility. And if this is something you struggle with, pray about it and, and pray for support in your life to help you in your struggle with, with this. Um, so some shameless plugs, uh, keep, uh, subscribe to us on whatever uh, podcasting platform you listen to us on. We're on almost all of them, except for Pandora whatever at this point um especially because we have a lot of really good episodes coming out soon uh we have we're doing one with our good friend aaron hickey who made a surprise appearance for about two minutes on on one of our previous episodes uh on young adult ministry we have one coming with dr joel bierman of concordia seminary where we're going to talk about the two realms which is a very interesting piece of theology and Bierman is always good for some hot takes. So uh, <laughs> we'll have that and and um, some
0: mild verbal abuse. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, His email to me was really nice. So I wonder if once you graduate, he's, he he's nicer out. to you. Anyway, and uh, also, uh, something's telling me we're gonna have a hot take coming out soon, which is something that it doesn't go out on any of our socials. We just posted on the podcasting platform so uh check all that stuff out and with that brothers and sisters go in peace serve the lord
0: thanks be to god